Hello and welcome to the Pack Mag Parents Podcast, your place to laugh and learn. Everything we do is to make the lives of everyday parents easier. Without further ado, let's welcome our hostess with the mostess, Bree James. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pack Mag Parents Podcast, the podcast for parents whose parenting horror stories always start with so I stepped away for like two seconds. Um, I'm Bree James and today we are talking about wills. You may not think it but if you have a car, house, a bank account or any single possession whatsoever you have an estate and planning for what will happen to your estate once you're gone is really really important. So make sure you stay tuned for that segment. I've got a great expert coming on to talk to us about wills today and the importance of them. And make sure you stay tuned for the weird, the wacky, and the wonderful in the world of parenting, as my team have found some very strange things, from meatballs in space to an instant 3D printed lounge. You don't want to miss this episode's weird, wacky, and the wonderful. It's going to be some really cool stuff. Uh, So let's get into today's show. So wills, it's often something that is at the back of our minds, something that we continuously put off, but making a will is probably one of the most easier and important things that you can do in your life. Now, if you haven't got one, you need to do one, all right? So hopefully this is a bit of motivation for you to finally get that will done. So having children is perhaps one of the most important reasons to write a will, knowing that your children will be in the hands of a guardian of your choosing. uh, You know, even though it's not guaranteed, at least your wishes are on paper and people know exactly what it is that you're wanting. Um, And it'll give you peace of mind that they're going to be looked after, loved, and hopefully raised the way that you're hoping. So today's guest has been a family lawyer for over 25 years. She's got lots of wonderful qualifications, including uh, mediation and all sorts of things, but she's also gone through divorce herself. So she's also got some personal experience uh, and she understands completely how difficult it is for families to go through this transition of divorce. So please welcome the founder of Collier Lawyers, Nadine Collier. It's time to get to class. Having a will is really important, but it may be even more important than many of us think. So have you ever wondered what happens if you don't have a will? Well, Nadine, you're going to have all the answers for me today. (laughs) What age should we get a will? So you can't make a will unless you're over the age of 18. So 18. 18. Yep. Even if you don't think you've got any assets, it's still good to have a will. And why is that? Because I guarantee you, you'll forget to make a will and uh, you'll be 50 by the time you think, ah, I should make a will. Um, Even if you don't have any assets, hopefully during your life you're going to acquire assets and then you want to make sure they go to the right person when you die. Mm, So what should be included in a will then? So what has to be included is um, who's going to be your executor. So that's the person or persons who um, are responsible for calling in the estate, for selling houses, for dividing the money up between the beneficiaries. So you have to have someone um, who you trust to be your executor, ideally someone who is your own age or younger. And then of course your beneficiaries, who do you want to leave your assets to? Um, and then in your will, you might also want to include, you know, how to be buried or I want to be cremated or I had a guy want to um, be cremated and have his ashes scattered 200 kilometres up the Stuart Highway next to a white tree. So I thought he'd better tell his executor exactly where he means. So you can do that sort of stuff in a will. Wow. So what will happen to a person's assets if they don't have a will? Okay. So... There is a piece of legislation that will set that out and um, basically it will go to a spouse or to children 
um, but perhaps not in the um, it might not be the way you want it to go and mm. it might not be might go in, to a, like a, a person you don't want it to go to yeah yeah <laughs> and in the shares that you might want that won't happen either um, and it will then pass to um, I think it's brothers and sisters next and then parents but it will exclude people that you might want to leave something to in your will like a dear friend it certainly won't cover people like that and the government also has fees and things like that. Yeah, there are fees to administer it, which comes out of what is going to be ultimately divided. So you lose, like, the money that you actually have, you lose, yeah. a, 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 like, how much is it usually? Uh, it depends on the size of the estate. It's not a huge amount, but nonetheless, it's still something that you can prevent by um, having your will and saying exactly where you want your assets to go. So instead of going to the government, it could actually go to family members yes. instead. Yeah. Well, that should be big enough motivation, right? True, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so how difficult is it then to write a will? So doing your own will, look, a will is a written piece of paper, so you could sit down and write your will. But it's only going to be a valid will if it's witnessed by two people who are there in the room with you when you sign it, so a lot of people don't know that. And when you're writing your own will, often you miss things, and if you miss things, then it means that it's that part of the will is not valid. So you may as well do it properly and go and get some advice about it. And also in today's age of lots of blended families too, wills can be quite complex. Mm. And um, I think most people would struggle to write their own will in that sort of situation. Because are they expensive wills? No, no. So um, no, not expensive at all. Um, we charge two fifty for two wills, one fifty for one will, and um, and I think that's quite a reasonable amount if that means that everything's sorted the way you want it to be. That's great. So, is writing a will by yourself a good idea? Do you no. think? <laughs> <laughs> Was that one of the post it's office not, ones that you get? You know, oh, look, it's the same thing. It, all the post office ones do is prompt you to put the right information in, which I guess is better than just doing it from scratch. Yep. But it's still writing a dear diary. <laughs> yes, that's right. But it still doesn't give you um, the right advice, particularly in that scenario of stepchildren, blended families, and so on. So yeah. having expert advice um, is really important in this sort of thing, uh, is, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So when should a will be updated? Because obviously, you know, wills do expire. Yeah. So if well, you, they don't expire, but, you know, things change. They, they can, though. They can. So oh, they can. not okay. expire, but become invalid. So um, you should update it when you marry. You should update it when you divorce. You should update it if you separate and you think you've named your partner in the will. <laughs> um, and uh, it doesn't matter if you have assets that you buy a house, you don't need to update your will in that circumstance because it's just called the estate, which yes. covers anything that you've got. Any assets, okay. Yeah. But certainly if you have children, um, those sort of life events, it's always good to update it. And I think once every 10 years anyway, just have a look, make sure your executor is still someone that's alive and well. Yep. Um, and, and that you like. And that you like still, <laughs> that's right. Make sure your beneficiaries are people you still like. Yeah. Um, so yeah, every so often just have a quick look at it and, and see. And we offer that service um, free of charge. If you've got a will and you're not sure, just come and see us. We'll have a quick look at it and tell you whether we think it needs updating or not. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Good Start Early Learning. Good Start can nurture your little one right from the nursery through to kindergarten with the choices of a nine-hour, 10-hour or all-day session. Visit goodstart.org.au and inquire today. Sometimes we need someone to make decisions and act on our behalf, including uh, personal and financial decisions. So it's really important that you get a power of attorney. So mm -hmm. tell me, Nadine, what does a power of attorney do? Yes. 
So a power of attorney gives someone the power to make decisions about your financial um, matters and also personal decisions, um, including health things as well. So is that when we are, when does that happen? Like, yeah. So obviously we can make our own decisions, but it's for when we're sick, I'm guessing. Yep. yep. So there's two different sorts of um, powers of attorney and one is a general one and that is just normally for a limited time. So you're going overseas, you're wanting to buy a house, why you would be buying a house while you're going overseas, <laughs> but anyway. So you would nominate someone who would have the, the power of attorney to sign documents for you while you're away. And that can be expressed to be just for a limited time. And that particular power of attorney ends if you were to lose mental capacity. Okay. And then there's the other sort, which is an enduring power of attorney. And that's the one where you've lost capacity to make decisions and someone is making those decisions for you um, in relation to financial matters or, or health or personal things. So it can be for your overseas or it can be that you've, you know, you've, you've lost the ability mentally to make decisions yeah, for yourself. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so that's really important then. It is important, yes. Um, and also the enduring power of attorney, you can ask someone to start making decisions about your financial matters pretty much straight away. But things like health has to wait. Um, that power of attorney doesn't kick in until you've, you're unable to make your own decisions. Um, there's also a thing called a advanced health directive and that is specifically things like, um, do I go on life support? Mm -hmm. You know, do you turn the switch off? Um, do you resuscitate me? Uh, what do you do with me if I'm terminally ill? Mm -hmm. I think that's really important to do that, even when you're not um, unwell, but particularly if you are unwell, while you still have the capacity to make those decisions. Because it takes that horrible decision-making away from your loved, loved ones, ones yeah. at, at that time. So does your enduring power of attorney cover decisions like you that can, as well? You can, but there's also this thing called the Advanced Health Directive, which is really more specific, talks about that sort of stuff in much more detail. So you could do both. I mean, it's all morbid stuff that it we're talking about here, stuff, but, you know, as, yeah. as yeah. adults and parents, we need to think about these things yeah. so that, you know, our mm. children aren't having to make these decisions yeah. for us and, yeah. and uh, loved ones, as you were saying. Mm -hmm. So who can be a power of attorney then? Um, anyone over the age of 18, um, they do need to be someone that you trust. Um, they can't be uh, your carer, your paid carer. They can't be your doctor. And if it's in relation to financial matters, they can't be bankrupt for obvious <laughs> reasons. So if, if you're choosing a power of attorney, just make sure it is someone you trust who you know will do things for you properly. Because they'll look yeah. after... So say you are alive for another month, mm -hmm. um, but you're not really alive. Mm -hmm. You know, they look after everything. They look after everything. Everything. Um, and don't forget, you can be nominating them while you're overseas to mm -hmm. have financial control. So... They basically make decisions um, that you would make. They have total control over your financial matters and your personal matters if you've given them that authority. So you need to make sure it's someone that's going to do the best. And do the right you. thing. Yeah. So there you have it. Mm. Uh, with, we're all busy, I get that. Um, but the idea of what will happen to our assets after we're gone often takes a back seat. So it's never too early to start thinking about it and go and get that will done yes. finally. So many families don't have one and it's it's pretty scary. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess a will too, uh, that doesn't decide who gets your kids or anything like that, but you can put your wishes as to who gets your children right, yeah. in there as well. So go and get one done. If you haven't had it done, what, it's, it's not very uh, expensive. So stop putting it off and get it done today. The weird, the wacky, and the wonderful in the world of parenting. All right, number one. Humanity has been dreaming of leaving Earth and exploring and even colonizing other planets for many, many decades. However, one of the main questions is always, what will we eat? 
So an Israeli food company may have just found an answer for that, having recently grown beef meatballs aboard the International Space Station. Now, you may be thinking, what did they do with the cow in space? But no, this piece of beef has been grown out of just a few cells using a 3D bioprinter. So this has demonstrated and cultivated some meat that can be produced under almost any conditions. Meatballs grown in space. Holy dooly. They're out of this world, I guess. And I guess when the kids have uh, the meatballs at dinner and they say, Mum, these are out of this world, you know, you know what? You could eat them out in space now. 3D printed. Don't even have to cook. Design Collective UEO has created a 3D printed lounge, which can be retracted on demand. So the printer is suspended from cables attaching to the ceiling, with the lounge consisting of a single rope, allowing the user to shape it in a variety of ways. It is also fully biodegradable and the filling consists of pebbles, seeds, dry fruit pits and other food waste which can be composted when no longer needed. So the lounge currently lives in Shenzhen, a fusion high-speed railway station in China, which is aiming to make travelling a little more comfortable for commuters. And here we go, here's a fact for you today. In countries such as Kenya and the Democratic Republic of Congo, sharing breast milk is common. So in fact, it is often considered a shame to waste it, whether it's from a relative, a friend or a stranger. It takes a village to raise a child, doesn't it? So there you go. It's really common to share breast milk in those countries. If you're loving the PacMag Parenting Podcast, then you'll love our other channels. Follow PacMag on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Pinterest. It's time for Bree's Give It A Go Challenge. All right, for this week's Give It A Go Challenge, we want you to learn a bit of sign language. You never know when it's going to be uh, coming in handy. So no, I'm not talking sign language like, you know, some hand signals that some of us may do when driving very badly. I'm talking sign language for children that have uh, that are deaf or have a learning uh, delay. So, you know, learning a few words could greatly benefit you sometime in the future. And it's something fun to teach your kids too. And it's another language. So there you go. Teach yourself some sign language, even baby sign language. Baby sign language is great. Helps them tell you if they want a biscuit instead of screaming and pointing at a jar. So give it a go. Some sign language. Pack Mag's tip of the week. Tip of the week. Okay, take a look inside your microwave. Chances are it's got some food splatters here and there and they're probably tough to get off until now. So you can try filling a microwave safe bowl with two cups of water and two tablespoons of vinegar and turning the microwave on high for five minutes. Alternatively, you can squeeze as much lemon juice as you can into a cup of water and microwave that in a safe bowl Then add the lemon halves to the water and pop it in the microwave for five to ten minutes. And then you can use these uh, methods and they should loosen up grime and help you easily be able to wipe it off. It's a wrap. What did we learn on today's show? So what did we learn on today's show? Well, number one is if you don't have a will, your assets will go to your spouse and children. However, it will not be in the way and shares that you would like it to go. So if you do wish to leave something for a close friend, this is not possible if you have not written a will. Number two, your will will only be valid if if two people witness you sign it. So writing your own will is not recommended as it is very easy to miss things out, which then leads to parts of the will not being valid. And you do need to update your will when you marry, divorce, separate, or 10 years has passed since you wrote it. So it's a good idea to update your will, making sure that the people included in it are still relevant to you. So there you go. 
Lots of tips about getting a will. Go and get one. They are so affordable. They're not as expensive as you think. And obviously, you don't need to have heaps of assets. If you've got $50 in the bank, you need a will. Okay, so go and get one. Well, I can't believe we've wrapped up another show. I uh, hope everything is going well in your life. And all of us here at PacMag hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Remember, any important links can be found in the show notes. A big thank you to Nardine Collier for her amazing insights today. I hope you got something out of it and it's motivated you to go and get that will sorted. And a big thank you, of course, to Good Start Early Learning for being our proud sponsors. Until next time, happy parenting and don't forget to tell everybody... You heard it on PacMag. See you later. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you want to be an expert guest or you've got a weird, wacky or wonderful product to share, don't be shy. Get in contact with our team at info at pacmag.com.au. This podcast is proudly produced by PacMag. You can listen to more episodes on our website, pacmag.com.au.